One. Winter came in like an anarchist with a bomb. Wild-eyed, shrieking, puffing hard, it caught the city in cold, froze the marrow and froze the heart. The wind roared under eaves and tore around corners, lifting hats and lifting skirts, caressing warm thighs with icy cold fingers. The citizens blew on their hands and lifted their coat collars and tightened their mufflers. They had been enmeshed in the slow-dying lethargy of autumn, and now winter was upon them, wrapping their teeth with knuckles of ice. The citizens grinned into the wind, but the wind was not in a smiling mood. The wind roared and bellowed, and snow spilled from the skies, covered the city with white, and then, muddied and dirtied, yielded to the wind and the cold and turned to treacherous ice. The citizens deserted the streets. They sought pot-bellied stoves and hissing radiators. They drank cheap rye or expensive scotch. They crawled under the covers alone, or they found the warmth of another body in the primitive ritual of love while the wind howled outside. Winter was going to be a this year. The patrolman's name was Dick Gennaro, and he was cold. He didn't like winter, and that was that. You could sell him ice skating and skiing and bobsledding and hot rum toddies and all the other fictions of a happy, happy, snowy season, and he would still tell you to go drop dead someplace. Summer was Gennaro's season, he was one of those people, that's all. He liked warm sand and a hot sun and blue skies with hardly any clouds in them. And he also liked summer storms with lots of lightning. And he liked flowers blooming and gin tonics. And you could take all the winters that ever were and stuff them into a beat-up old tin can and dump them in the river Dix, and Gennaro would have been a very happy man. His ears were cold. When your ears are cold, you're cold all over, Gennaro's mother used to say. And Gennaro's mother was a well of wisdom on weather conditions. Gennaro walked his beat with his cold ears, and he thought of his mother, and then, unrelatedly and belatedly, thought of his wife, and wished he were home with her in bed. It was two in the morning, and any man in his right mind would not be walking the streets of the city at two in the morning with a temperature in the low twenties and a pretty woman at home in bed. The wind ripped at his winter overcoat, pierced the heavy blue material, and licked at his winter blouse. The cold soaked into his undershirt, and Gennaro shivered and thought of his ears— remembering not to touch them, because if you touched them when they were cold, they would fall off. His mother had told him that, too. He had been tempted on several occasions in his life to touch his ears when they were cold, just to see if they would fall off. He was, in truth, afraid they would not, and there would go a son's faith in his mom. So he dutifully kept his gloved hands away from his head, and he ducked his head against the wind and thought of Rosalie home in bed and thought of Florida and Puerto Rico 
and the Virgin Isles and Africa working his way south until he realized abruptly he had reached the South Pole where the cold still persisted. It's warm, he told himself. Come on now, it's warm. Look at all the bathing beauties in their scanty suits. Jesus, but this sand is hot today. Listen to that ocean. Ah, thank God for the cool breeze. We can certainly use a cool breeze on a scorcher like today, that's for sure. And, and I'll bet maybe they will fall off if I touch them. The streets were empty. Well, sure, that figured. Only idiots and cops were out tonight. He walked to the candy store and automatically tried the doorknob, cursing the proprietor for not having the store open so that a cop with his ears ready to fall off could go in and have a cup of coffee.